Got stretch pass. Carlson left wing shoots. He scores. William Carlson. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Now brought out by the Knights. Here they go. Left side, Yanmark. Put it out in front for Wah. Kick save. Rebound. Score. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Oh, do I feel like one of those age-old broadcast veterans walking to the studio with a countdown on, jumping into the chair and sliding over to the wheels in front of the microphone and being all cool despite chaos around me. Except I didn't plan for it. And I don't try and do it every day. It just happened uh, because of the day. Welcome to the VGK Insider Show. We'll look back on a dominating performance, one of the top five best performances of the year by the Vegas Golden Knights, who swept aside the New York Rangers. And we will also spend a significant amount of time uh, speaking to and about and listening to Marc-Andre Fleury as the Chicago Blackhawks will pay a visit uh, to mark the end of homecoming week. For the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, broadcasting from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the. Woo! How you feeling, Chappie? Well, I was fine. I was, you know, I I, I know there was some confusion about uh, why I was out. I I did not. Nobody was confused. Oh, okay. All we right. Just, we just left it to your to your own devices. Like yeah. you you disappear, you come back, you disappear. <laughs> but but you were you were a close contact of toe fungus yes. and and you didn't want to you didn't want to uh, got, accumulate that because Got to watch out for that it's, toe cheese. It's, 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 it's very yeah. gross and you wanted to make sure that you were taken care of. And now no no toe fungus, right? No, nope, no. Nope. The good you're, news you're is I, I I tested negative for toe fungus good. and and no, uh, heart disease and uh, some other yeah, stuff. We yeah. don't know. Yep. We wish you the best. Yes, but uh, toe fungus, I'm I'm good. I'm square. Yeah. Con- congratulations. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, you were at the game last night. You were able to witness that in person. Yeah. And uh, it happened faster. Like people doubted me, but it happened faster than even I anticipated. Where it just become a regular game. It was the the game just took over almost seamlessly. And then you remember the tribute that happened at the first TV timeout. And then it went back to the game. I mean, Reeves, no shots on goal, minus three, non-factor. Tough game for him to play. Really tough game for him mm-hmm. to play because he can't go out and bang and crash and do the things that he can do. And I think that's reflected in uh, somewhat of, uh, of what happened. Uh, on the Golden Knights side, like, that was incredible how from start to finish – that was a near perfect performance, and I'm even willing to give it a perfect performance because the goal was such a fluke. Yeah, they really seemed to to do a good job of harnessing the emotion of the night, and they used it for their own benefit. I, I, I'm I'm highly disappointed. I missed the Winnipeg game, and I got to miss the the Nate Schmidt and Paul Stasny return. And I mean, I don't know if there was a they missed you too. I, I know, especially Nate, because Nate yeah. was Nate was my buddy yeah. with my Star Wars. He was Wars asking shoes. about you. Actually. I'm sure he was probably yeah. asking about the Star Wars shoes. But, he still uh, is asking about you. Well, Nate, you know where to find me. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if there was a, a Nick Cousins tribute, but I missed the Nashville game on Tuesday. There was not. But uh, I'm I'm glad I was there last night. You know, it, it was I think an emotional night. You know, two guys and who I think Jonathan Marshall so summed up best when he basically said we're, we're a, a huge part and, and the heart yeah. of our, our first season and and I think. You know, looking back, I'm I'm glad I was there, and, and Turk is a guy. I'm, I'm glad I got to know, and, and they did it right too. They absolutely, the, yeah. The, the nod to Turk, 
mm-hmm. and then the tribute to Ryan Reeves yeah. were split because coach and player. And they they acknowledged Gerard Gallant before the puck drop yeah. to start the first period. And then in the initial timeout, it went to, to Ryan Reeves. Not everybody does it for the coach. No, and, and I think I think in this situation, obviously it's a very unique situation because Gerard was was the guy who was the, the yes. coach of the first and the way this city embraced that team, the misfits, and the way this the team rallied around the city, obviously following the tragedy of October first. This, this th- those two, especially Ger- Gerard Gallant, because he was here for for the the tragedy when it took place, and he had to coach those first few games out of the gate for this team. But I, I don't know if there will ever be a coach who is in that same type of position as Gerard Gallant, where he takes over an expansion team and he leads them all the way. Don't say never. Don't say never. I said, don't I, say, I, said I don't know. Yeah, but but you're 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 leading that way. Well, you're I, you're totally leaning that way. Listen, I'm I'm not the only one who who feels that what we saw from this team that first season will never be duplicated. It's my opinion. No, no, I'm just it's saying, my opinion. It'll never be duplicated. There. There's chances in all sports. Yes, There's flukes. But, hey, the Cleveland Indians. But won. that wasn't a fluke. The Cleveland Indians won in the, major the, league, the thing and is, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> the thing is, the, the the Golden Knights inaugural season, they've proven the the following four seasons that it wasn't a fluke. That they are. But a, you don't have to really rate it franchise. against the future. Just well, I, I just will judge I, it on the past and was, what you've witnessed, and it was it was a marvelous <laughs> moment last it night. It was something that I will probably never witness yeah. in in person in my life, being around an organization such as that. I mean, look, we're seeing this year with the Kraken, exactly. Just how difficult and how improbable. And who called that? Not me, not Ryan. Me. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to give you the props, but yeah, I I, I think it was you. You know who why? Said, you said they were going to stink. You know why? <laughs> You got lucky. No. Like Tom Petty I know said, what I'm you got lucky. About. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sometimes. It had never happened before, the Golden Knights. And it wasn't going to happen two times in a row. Maybe maybe with the 38th yeah, the, the, team the, the, that joins the, the, the National Kansas Hockey City League. Scouts nah, redo. Kansas City would be in way before that. <laughs> the Quebec Nordiques redo? Nah, let's go. Let's go. Okay, 30, we're at 32 right now. All right. 33. Kansas City, 30, Houston, thirty-four. Actually, I want to switch Houston. I, mean, I think it Houston. Matter. All right, thirty-three. Kansas uh, City, yeah, thirty-four. Houston, thirty-five. Quebec City, thirty-six. Oh, now you're running out of teams. Portland, Portland, Oregon. All right, thirty-seven. Uh, Halifax, no chance. Hamilton, pick again. Hamilton, pick again. Uh, Saskatoon. Okay, at thirty-eight. Uh, Done. You don't know yeah. enough cities to, to go again. Uh, Des Moines, Iowa. I, I have no idea. Atlanta, again, for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> make it, make it, make it, give Shane Knight a call. Hey, bud, you, you, you got any? Uh, that would be outstanding. <laughs> you want to skate for us? <laughs> well, Gary Lawless did a piece on Lawless and Order. We're getting off topic. But he mentioned something that was really interesting that I'd never thought of before is the NHL has so many different options available to it and real good options for television and city size compared to baseball, compared to the NBA, and compared to the NFL. You know why? Because there's seven teams in Canada that make up the 32. You, You know what that means is compared to the NBA, 
there's six markets that the NFL is not in already, guaranteed. Yeah. Because those are in Canada. Now, and Major League Baseball, same thing. So there's there's cities like Houston, yeah. NFL, Major League Baseball, uh, and the NBA. They're already there. Yeah. Boom. It's not obvious. There's there's places like that. Kansas City is another one. Portland that you mentioned. How about OKC? That would be, you know what? That's that. Believe it or not, that's well. You you probably know, but that's John Merrill's hometown, Oklahoma City. So why not there? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Now, because I, I I mentioned two Canadian cities. Now Halifax is not Halifax doesn't have a CFL team yet. <laughs> so, never, but never but mind. Hamilton does. Is, is Hamilton just too close to Toronto for it to ever? Hamilton will not get a team. Okay, so but, I mentioned but, Saskatoon, but, but that but. that seems unrealistic. Let me let me. Let me go. You, there's one city that you didn't mention. Toronto, a second team in Toronto. Yes, that you know what you got. You got three teams in the yes. New York City area. That, and maybe they build a rink north of Toronto and they play out of there, or maybe they share Air, Air Canada Center, Scotiabank Arena. Uh, now, maybe they do that. That's uh, the Crypto.com thing in the back of my head. I can't. I can't uh. turn the page uh, because of habit. But Toronto, I think Toronto is one of your. If you're adding six teams to 38, Toronto is one of those teams. I I, I like that thought process because it, it's look New York, Los Angeles, well Southern California has two teams, hmm. um, you know, but but not not in the same city. No, but the, listen, are they close enough? How how far away is Anaheim from uh, the Honda Center from Crypto? I, I I don't know off the top. Maybe maybe an hour drive if no traffic. I guess I don't know. You're making that up. I've entirely. never I've never no I, no. no. You, it I seems said like there's always you could, traffic. You, you, you had the option right there of saying, I don't know, yes. or making up a number. <laughs> I don't know. And, I, I and don't know. What's, what's closer? One hour or I don't know? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google. What's closer? I don't know. Probably. But I asked the question. I don't know either, man. But you had this habit of just making stuff up instead of admitting that you don't know. It takes a big man. Big person to admit they don't know. All right. So according to oh, I was very close. According to uh, prices, right rules Google, are in effect. Yeah, prices, right rules are in effect. I'm, I'm over by three minutes. Mm. Although, although according I to this both one, showcases because it's uh, ca fifty three minutes. This one says one hour one minute. So anywhere between fifty seven minutes and one hour and one minute. Right now, at uh, four ten p.m. in the afternoon on. Uh, so if you put the team in in Markham or. Don Mills in Toronto, it'd be about the same thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know but my I, Toronto I, I, geography. Where, where is the airport in comparison to downtown? It's uh, out in the West End. Okay, it's in the middle. Of the lake. It's, it's, it's on the lake, right? They, no, you fly over the lake going in. Yeah, well, it's a big lake. Yeah, what is it Lake it, Erie? It's one of the. It's one of the Great Lakes. Lake Ontario. Yes. Okay. Where's Toronto? Ontario. Thank you. It'd be really <laughs> weird if Toronto was located on Lake Erie. Well, I mean, Chicago's on Lake Michigan. Yeah, but so is Detroit. <laughs> My goodness. I've only, I've only been to Toronto once. My it was a go- long, long time ago. And what do you do? You start pretending you know what's going on. No, no. I, I enjoyed there's it. A, there's an island airport, uh, a small airport that's down on the waterfront. 
Yeah, when I was in Vancouver, I saw that's a, that's a tiny one, like but. a water taxi thing with planes. So they they have one of those in Vancouver, which is kind of cool. Yeah, down near Stanley Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Stanley Park and I could see them taking off and landing. Yeah, that would that's not exactly Vancouver International. There. No, no. When you're landing on <laughs> floats, that was and, t- and taking off. Is Toronto still Lester Pearson? They didn't change the name of the airport. The, uh, did they? the cool thing about landing on on floats uh, outside Stanley Park in Vancouver is the little uh, gas station. The floating gas station. Yeah, I did that, see that. that. You just pull up. It's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I, I would like to do that one day. I don't even know what, where it goes. Gas up uh, a float plane? No, just fly on a float plane. Oh. I don't even. I don't even care where it goes. You know what? It's really loud. Yeah, and it's really bumpy. That is not surprising. Yeah, I used to date a pilot, and I would go with her on some of her trips, and uh, we were we were on the east coast at the time, and she would fly the little small ATR, and we would go to like Burlington, Vermont, and mm-hmm. Manchester, New Hampshire, and I can tell you in the winter. Not fun flying on a prop. You weren't, you weren't you weren't on a float plane. No, no ATR like seventy two. Bad thing to do in a in in the winter. I would imagine so. Skis yeah. though, skis. That's another rough one. Really? That's yeah. that must be an Alaska thing. Well, it's not in the desert. That's for sure. <laughs> they should do that here. <laughs> Big win last night for the Vegas Golden Knights. Where are we going? We, we were talking with Darren Elliott last night in the post game show. I kind of threw it out with Gosher and Nighty. Talking about five. Was that a top five win last night? On the season? Performance, execution. Yeah, on the season. Absolutely. And and result. When when you take all those into account, and I threw I, I give some some other examples of, of big wins. The Calgary win is one that Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, points to as when it kind of came together. Yeah. Where where you saw the page turn from survival to taking your game to contender level. There was an avalanche game was, early in the was year. A, that was three. That was a three-two result. the The game in Denver was off the one and four start. Mm-hmm. That was a great game. You were in survival mode, though. Yeah, great top five game. I agree with you. I put that one in. I think there was a Minnesota Wild game a couple weeks ago. Was it? I had Anaheim in there on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. Yes. Okay. And I had the Boston game on the road. You could also throw the Arizona game in, 7-1, but you have to take into account the opposition. Yeah. I don't know whether that's fair or not, because you went out and you did everything you were supposed to do, which was throttle a bad team. Well, but sometimes you have to do those so things. So the Boston game to start the road trip. That was big. Was exemplary. Like, controlled. Hardly gave them a sniff. The, the Arizona game, total whitewash. The... Calgary game was much closer at 3-2 than the game itself. You felt like they were always in control. Yeah, never felt like they were going to lose that the game. The Anaheim game, you were plus 40 in shots, and you allowed 16, and you surrendered the shutout with 11 seconds to go. Ugh. I didn't think it could get better than that. Like, wall-to-wall control mm-hmm. of the game. But last night sure felt like it. Yeah, and I think I think it was one where, I don't want to say the team was reeling a little bit. because Oh, we got to call the, uh, John Shannon, too. Yeah, Ten minutes, right? You yeah. said fourteen. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't really feel like like the team was reeling. But certainly, two results in the last two games that you certainly weren't happy with. Obviously, you you, you lose the Winnipeg game in overtime, and then you you have a flat spot, I think, against Nashville. But it was a big bounce back on a night that I said earlier was was very emotional, and they obviously were able to harness or harness. I'm sorry that that 
emotion and and Frank would be very happy with he you would, right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Frank would be very Frank's talking to <laughs> you right 40 now. 40 and slip. No, I love well, that. Well, I you know what that. it is. Frank, he, thank you, buddy. He was he was a big Blackhawks fan growing up, so maybe maybe he is channeling me a little bit. Love to that, say Frank. Thank flurry. you for uh, jumping back in the studio here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, I thought top five game. Yeah, I mean from. The first period was kind of, you know, like a heavyweight fight. Two teams feeling each other out, and then the Golden Knights from the second period on were, were just a dominant. And that third period... But they didn't give anything up. No, it, and the it third might period been, It might have really, been a little back and forth, but it was the only goal was, kind was of in favor of the, of the Golden Knights, yeah. and they didn't give up anything. Yeah, and the third period, they just completely clamped down. What do they have, three shots in the third period? I always like to tease, like, there's going to be a push coming. Like, watch for it. Let's see how they react. To a push. There was no there push. Was nothing. Yeah. Nothing from the New York Rangers. Which is surprising because I, I really expected that team when they got down like three to one to kind of fight back a little bit. But buddy, what did what have I been talking about with the New York Rangers they the last week they and a half? They don't beat the good teams and they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Right. Which there's nothing wrong with that. No. That gets you Zero. that probably gets you when, in the playoffs. When you, when you haven't been a contending team for a while, and you've gone through the process of writing a letter to your fans saying you're going to tear it down, and then you wiped out the front office and the, the coaching staff, you come back, and you're going to beat all the teams you're supposed to, and you're going to lose to the really good teams. There's nothing wrong with that. But that has become the M.O. of the New York Rangers. They're still, right now, well on their way to making the playoffs, yeah. which is outstanding. But you saw that again last night. If you listen to this show all the time, we set it up for you, and you witnessed it firsthand that Nashville, while they were trying to use the, the game against Vegas as, as a barometer to where they are, did, it, uh, did their hot streak, was it justified with a victory over Vegas? Yeah. And the Rangers look at that game last night and go, we're still a little bit away from now they're missing Pernarin, they're missing Shesterkin, they're missing players. See, I don't so think that Vegas, I don't, I don't think so that matters Vegas. though, because when when you look at yeah. like you said, Vegas was missing players. And look, the reality is this team went in the Madison Square Garden just a month ago. But and, Panarin didn't play in that game either. But Shesterkin did. So that No, Shesterkin didn't play. Did he? Yeah, I thought he was a goalie for the, the okay, well, I'll have to yeah, check that. I'll, I could check right for now. For some reason I have Yorgiev in my head. But Panarin didn't play in that game that game either. And uh, I, I was disappointed we didn't get to see Shesterkin just as a fan, just to be able to watch him uh, a, a couple of times. Uh, but the we didn't see Adam. Adam Fox was great in the first period. Yeah, he was very noticeable. He, I he was he was he was great. And then they kind of got frustrated. Vegas leaned on them, and and you saw you saw line after line after line after line roll it over last night with ice time. Five on five ice time was. More balanced than I've ever seen it in the National Hockey League. Line one to line four, pairing one on the blue line. You are correct. It was Alexander Georgiev. Three. So Georgiev played? Yeah. By the way. Because it, it was the shootout. That's what I yeah. that, that's what this I is. This is an interesting fact. And I know this is a fact because I've looked it up and I know it's a fact. The New York Rangers have played at T-Mobile Arena four times. All four times they have played the backup goalie in that game. It's been Georgiev three times. Mm. The first time I had to look it up because I didn't know it was Andre Pavlik who started instead oh, of yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of Henry Henry Conquest. Well, the last time they were in, they started Georgiev. He, he won five nothing. So yeah, tough to tough to go. He's one and two David, in T-Mobile. David Quinn on, the, on that one, but um, I was disappointed because I I like watching Hank. But that 
that was vintage Vegas Golden Knights hockey last night. And they rolled. Swing game on the homestand, too. 2-1-1. Two, two and, two, one and, one. Two, one and one through the first four games of the eight-game homestand. You got five out of eight points. Huge for setting yourself up in the back half. Chicago, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Montreal. Are you looking at something special? Uh, we will uh, talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins. So Nashville rolls in here on an 8-1-1 one one heater. And right now, Pittsburgh has won 10 games in a row. Hasn't happened since Vegas did it. We'll chat with John Shannon, uh, former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, and now uh, co-host of the Bob and Callum podcast. Uh, he has all the news regarding what's going on in Canada with all these postponed games and a little bit of league news. Uh, we'll chat with him as we continue. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Week, uh, John Shannon, John Shannon, part of the Illinois Law Enforcement uh, Society, uh, joins us now. The former uh, executive director of Hockey Night in Canada, now a co-host of the Bob McGowan podcast, where they uh, invite movers and shakers on the uh, on the show, and they solve a lot of the the world's problems. How are you, John? I'm doing great. But how do how do you get from the Blues Brothers to me? Uh, the Blues, the Blues. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the St. Louis Blues. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I mean the Blues, like down in the dumps, and oh, and we're gonna you. <laughs> yeah, that's I, not possible. I actually reached out to you and said, "Can you come on the radio show with me today? It's fun Friday, and I, uh, I need to talk to a buddy." And I exhausted Chapman's uh, level of knowledge. Well, yeah, the first ever, block. everybody else said no. Is the ex- no, the no? Answer. You were the first person, uh, first person I texted. Honestly, oh, that's very kind. That's uh, after I checked in with the, with the kids, uh, so what what's going on? Are they going to play any games in Canada again? Oh, there's uh, they might uh, play as early as Monday, I think. Yeah, okay. I think that, I, I, we're going to see uh, games in Alberta still, where they uh, they can put fifty percent of the uh, the crowd in and sell beer and sell hot dogs. So we're going to see Edmonton home games and we're going to see Calgary home games at this point. I, I actually think we could have seen a home game in Vancouver tomorrow night, uh, uh, Darren. But uh, the lady uh, who runs the public health in in British Columbia was a little wary and asked the Canucks to uh, to reconsider, and they did, and probably got a favor out of her for farther down the line. So that's Bonnie Henry. That's Bonnie Henry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Vegas is supposed to play in in Edmonton and Calgary next week, and those games were postponed a, a while ago. I don't. And now I see Edmonton and Calgary playing games. I'm I'm really confused. Well, um, for one thing, I think it's easier to play Canadian versus Canadian, oh, okay. not crossing the border, yeah. so players don't get stuck in other jurisdictions mm-hmm. for okay. the, the 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 quarantining period. Uh, I think that makes it easier, and then I think it also makes it easier on the, for the league and the, the national rights holder to try to figure something out so that it, it makes it worth the while of the, uh, the teams to play national games, Canadian versus Canadian. I, I do think there's some logic that way. Now, they're postponing a lot of these games because of attendance restrictions. Like right. Winnipeg can't put basically anybody in the rink. Uh, Toronto, I saw Zach Hyman's acknowledgement uh, when he was uh, offered the tribute yeah. uh, inside of the huh? it was It was awesome. I give Zach Hyman all the credit in the world uh, for that. Uh, but Toronto's still playing because they can. They, they got deep pockets. I don't think anything's changing here uh, anytime soon, or do you 
do they really think in February that that the local jurisdictions are going to allow 50% of the people into Winnipeg or Toronto or Ottawa? Uh, or Montreal. Don't yeah. forget Montreal. Quebec has probably hit harder than any other province right now than uh, with with restrictions. There's curfews, 10 o'clock curfews in, in, in the province as well. Um, the answer is, uh, I think they have their fingers crossed that, yes, something's going to change in the next three weeks. Uh, and whether it's they find a way to... You know, remember, it was about 16 months ago, the favorite phrase of everybody was flatten the curve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, they need to flatten this curve again and, and get the Omicron virus uh, under control because it, 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 it spreads so quickly. It's not as severe, but it, it spreads so quickly. Uh, and and the, the strain, not necessarily on um, causing death in, in any situation, but the strain on the hospital systems across our country is what's really put everybody in jeopardy and, and, and has put the provincial health authorities uh, on guard. It's not, it has less, less to do with the, the severity of, uh, of uh, your uh, symptoms, but just the fact that uh, the hospital beds are being uh, eaten up by COVID patients, and so there's no other chance to look after other people with heart conditions, with car accidents, and other illnesses that would put him in the hospital. Well, the uh, good news here is that uh, Chris Chapman's in the studio with me, and he tested negative for uh, toe fungus, so he's he's back in uh, with us. You know, right those now. I tell you what, I I've had a couple of those. those don't, they 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 take a long time to go away. I don't tell my kids that. They, uh, well, yeah, they they take a long time to go away, and you know you just, you have to you have to be diligent. Putting you on that, those drops Darren, and everything. Okay? Yeah, yeah, the the. The syrup that 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 you pour on there. Uh, John Shannon's with us on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, I'm now. I, I'm now. Uh, I, you know, people in Vegas don't know, but uh, I've been in this business long enough that I went from being a television producer to an announcer, and during lockouts, I became a lawyer, yes. an accountant, and now I'm a virologist. So, <laughs> epidemiologist. <laughs> and an epidemiologist, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. want to get to uh, the Winter Classic because I was watching it and I was thinking of you because we, we talk uh, a lot about television presentation when you're on. Uh, they had that uh, the camera on that would swing out over. I know you can't do it every every game in the National Hockey League because of the scoreboard no. and stuff. But I, I enjoyed that, watching a power play and seeing it stack up from almost like a video game view. It was beautiful. There were some things that, you know, that it, the good thing is with a new business partner uh, uh, at the Winter Classic like TNT, they kind of think outside the box and think differently and want to make their own imprint on it. So, so there was some stuff that, uh, that you're right, did, uh, did make it impressive. The other part of it is that, you know, they're, because there's a new partner, they, they, they also made a few mistakes, uh, mistakes that, you know, we thought that uh, – NBC and uh, and the people in Canada who do games too uh, had had already figured out and rectified. So the the learning curve for a new business partner, a new rights holder, is one that keeps everybody guessing. But the, the things, some of the innovation that uh, TNT particularly and ESPN have done uh, for hockey right now are, are things that you sit back and say, "Hey, wow, that was a good idea. Wish I would have thought of it." What did you like and what didn't you like? Well, I, I uh, first of all, I, I, I really believe the commentators, I know it was cold, I know it was cold, but the commentators should be rinkside yes. for that game. I think they lose so much. They might as well be in a studio in Las Vegas calling the game well, off. it's hard of to a, talk about how cold monitor. it is when, when you're not in the cold. When you're not in the cold, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so that's the one thing. Uh, I also thought that you 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 learn lessons about how to shoot the coverage, the regular coverage, the regular game camera stuff, and how to frame it. Um, because it's so darn difficult on an outdoor game with angles and with how far away you are from the ice. Uh, and I think people think that in order to be safe, they have to be wider. And I think that's the that actually is the mm. wrong yeah. thing to do. I think you have to be to- cl- tighter and closer to the game. And I, have to, I think you have to use your handheld cameras more. Uh, stuff that uh, people in the TV industry would understand. I don't, I'm not sure that... Listeners find it too interesting, but I think you have to do things like that. Buddy, every time you come on, I get great reaction uh, from John Shannon's insights. And, and that's just Jen- that's your wife, Jennifer. No, it's it's not because she doesn't like you at all. Uh, the, it's, it's everybody. Else. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she likes me more than she likes you. She actually worked uh, with you and for you for a yeah, while. Yeah, and, she uh, was afraid of me. So. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. I'm just totally frightened of you. Uh, what, yeah. So what did, what did I'm a you very, like? Tell Chapman I'm a very scary guy. Like, I'm really scary. <laughs> well, if we can get you down here for the All-Star game, uh, I will, That's I will not bring... happening. That's it, not happening. It is going to happen. No, the All-Star game's happening. Oh, I'm not you're coming. Not, you're not coming. No. What What did you like about the coverage then? What, at, what, at, the, at the outdoor game? Yeah, at the outdoor game. Uh, not much. I mean, it was the same. Here's the thing. I, I, um, there's other than the uh, you know the the giant boom camera that you were talking about and the uh, the drone stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the drone stuff. I'm big into drones right now. I think the drones are changing the way we watch sports in so many ways. Um, and and the outdoor game is a great example of where to where and how to use a drone when you think the technology has changed so much. Remember when the only way to get a shot like that was from a blimp. And yes. How much money a blimp costs? Well, drones cost, you know, twenty five hundred bucks, and uh, it's it's not very difficult to use, and it, and the pictures are five K beautiful. So that that's the one thing I like when when we we try new technology. But you know, I want to when I when I watch watch a hockey game, I don't care whether it's indoors or outdoors. I still want to see the puck, and I want to know why it goes in the net, and I want to see the players' faces close up. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult to do in any outdoor game. It looked like the rink itself was closer to the to the seats in the the infield seats uh, that, that would be behind home plate and, and down the lines. It, I don't know whether that was an optical illusion or not, but I like that. No, idea. I th- it depends on the building, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it depends on the building. It depends how much uh, uh, how much uh, uh, space is uh, between uh, the grandstand and the uh, and the foul line uh, in, in certain arenas. For instance, I, I was involved. Field, uh, and we we actually Field, moved you say? the no, rink cut out there. Uh, outside the infield. We moved it right in, basically into right center, yeah. because it was a much more advantageous area for the right right field grandstand at Wrigley Field to see the game, uh, and that made more sense. Hmm. Nick Caprios almost got kicked out of there because he was going along the outfield wall. And he wasn't supposed well, to. Well, yeah, hey, listen, at, at Wrigley Field, you can't touch the ivy, man. Yeah. It, well, you're not, there, was, I mean, there wasn't you, much ivy. You are not allowed. I mean, we, I, I, I must have gone to Wrigley five or six times uh, getting ready for the game. Uh, and and every time we went, somebody from the Cubs would say, whatever you do, don't touch the ivy. Because you'd break Just it. Just don't touch the ivy. I was trying to clip a piece off and take yeah. it home and Ooh. put it in a souvenir thing, right? Oh, tell me you and, did that. Uh, I didn't do it, no, because they asked me not to. But uh, it would have been nice. The first. You know, a little bit of Wrigley Ivy and uh, 
in, in the Bat Cave would have been great. Uh, who's the best team in the National Hockey League right now? Oh, Colorado. I think Colorado is. Although uh, I, I say that um, uh, w- looking at Pittsburgh and wondering, you know, Pittsburgh won 10 in a row right now. But uh, uh, and and I was actually I was watching the Golden Knights play last night at the same time I was watching the Avalanche play, um, and uh, started to really get excited about an Avalanche Golden Knights Western Conference Final uh, because I do think that at this point the way it's going to be set up that they're going to be the best two teams in the Western Conference, and it's going to be great hockey because by then we we assume. The Jack Eichel will be 100% and healthy playing for Vegas, uh, and and the and the Avalanche are uh, are hitting on all cylinders. You know, uh, their their young defense led by Makar and Byram, they're they're fantastic. Darcy Kemper's playing great in goal, and the big line, the Rocky Mountain Express, uh, you know, Rantanen and McKinnon and Landeskog were just fantastic last night with 12 points. So. I, I, and I, and watching Vegas last night, they made a really good Ranger team look ordinary. They did, which was fascinating to me. Uh, that's how good I think the Golden Knights are getting, and they'll be better when Jackson the lineup. Are you saying Vegas just because you know George McPhee listens to this program all the time, and you don't want to be in trouble, or are you firmly in the Vegas camp? Oh no, no, I I, I think a Vegas Colorado series good. is is well in the works. Good. I really do. Good. Um, and, and because listen, they have they have the one trade acquisition coming close to the trade deadline. They know they're going to get. Yeah, they're they're so far ahead of every every other team in the league because of Jack Eichel coming. Well, right now they have three. Alec Martinez has been out for a long time. Yeah, but uh, they, we already know what Martinez can do, and he's been a Golden Knight before. And we Max know Pacioretty. that Max is going to come yeah. back out after the hand injury. But Jack Eichel. He, he, he's he's the golden goose, mm-hmm. uh, and and so you knowing that Eichel's going to uh, be that domino effect of all the centers uh, for the Golden Knights. Just I mean, it, it, and and as well as they're playing right now, makes them really exciting. John Shannon's chatting, and with I'm this. not just saying that because McPhee's a friend and he's given me one of those great uh, pullover sweaters that the trainers wear. Yeah. I have one of those, and I know you don't. I don't, and I'm you know, it, so I'm not rubbing me. that in or anything. But and and McPhee listens. But I, I think I think Vegas, I think Vegas is is the real deal. It does bug me that you got one of those things, and and I don't. Well, how long have you known George? Uh, you know, the, one of the first times I ever met George was when he was at a top prospects game in London, Ontario. He was in the in the stands after the game had cleared out, and he was on the yeah. phone, and that was the night he acquired Yarmer Yager. That was, the, I believe, the first time that I met him because I went up and, and asked him, like, make it a big trade, da da da, and we we went back and forth, and, and ended up that he, they pulled off Yager. So that would have been '99, somewhere around there. Okay. How about you? Uh, well, when did George play in the NHL? That's your crack research. Okay, so that's uh, well, he's uh, he's uh, he's not paying attention at all. I had just had to look okay. over to him. Uh, anyway, but, but so now he is. I, I, so the crack I met George when he is, played for the Rangers. Is, okay, really? Yeah. 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 I, the Rangers and I have had a, a long, long affinity. Mm-hmm. I've always had friends that either played or worked for the, worked for the team. So, uh, I, I, and that, I met George for the first time when he was playing for the Rangers. Made his debut in 1983-84. Last game wow. in the NHL was 88-89 with the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, Crusters, those guys, Ranger guys never really liked going to play for the Devils, although 
Everybody seemed to. There's a lot of well, guys that then. played for both teams. Not not then. <laughs> no. Well, a little bit better <laughs> no. than the next no, decade he, or so. There's always the Rangers. Uh, you know what? You know which team that I thought you were going to say is the best team in the National Hockey League? I don't know. Because I don't know seems to be the most popular answer to that question. No. Listen, you went to broadcasting school in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you were told one way or the other, have an opinion. Right. Come on, have an opinion. But there's so many wishy-washy people now. Yeah, well, you know what? Stop it, you know? <laughs> Don't be wishy-washy. Just have an opinion. Uh, you, and, and, you know, there's a good chance you're going to be 50% right. That's why I go out and limp, because I called Seattle was going to be bad. Just yeah, we're going to be able to replicate there's a, there's a, That's Vegas. that Vegas bias. Well, none of my co-hosts thought the same thing. They they were fully on the expansion bandwagon, oh, uh, thinking that it was going to happen. Did you see those guys they took? Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and I and, and and Ron Francis, he's another friend. But I said uh, I did say at one point, I said, "Who's going to score goals for you?" Yeah, <laughs> and I guess what they're the one of the biggest questions they have right now is. Who's uh, what's wrong with your question? goaltending? Yeah, <laughs> who's going to get yeah. the puck well, out? Well, and I mean, listen, that's the one place where uh, right now the Achilles heel for for Seattle, which was so vastly different uh, than than Vegas, was that they spent a lot of money on goaltending in Seattle, and it has not paid off. Philip Grubauer has been a huge disappointment for them. You've been around for a long time, and you've seen almost everything happen uh, in the game. Where yep. is where is Arizona going to play next year? Not not just long term. I'm just asking where are they going to play next year? I think they'll play at the Gila River Arena. I'm with you on that. Uh, something will happen short term, even if it's um, even if it's year to year at this point. Um, uh, and they get they have to pay through the nose for rent. That's where they, that's where they'll end up playing. I mean, it, there's no there's. I mean, Arizona State is finishing building its new arena, but it seats six thousand people. Hmm. So, uh, and it, that's just you know that's just. You not, see how many people were at the game for Winnipeg? About six thousand. Yeah. Yeah, but that you know it's these are strange times, and and I mean. Uh, listen, I actually think that it's a. I think that's a positive thing that there's only six thousand people in Arizona for a hockey game when your team is as bad as Arizona is. That's a that good means point. your hockey fans know that you're you're bad. That right. means there's an awareness of the game and the quality of play in your market. You know, if, if I mean, be blessed in Vegas. If 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 the you if Vegas Golden Knights fans had the the lack of success that has occurred in. Arizona and Phoenix since 1996. You know, it just it wouldn't be very much fun at T-Mobile. It wouldn't. So where do you think awful. they play? Where do you think they play long term? Where do they end up? That's a that's a a really good question. I mean, I, I think they're still hopeful that they can build their own arena. You know, but they ha- they've they've looked at the old barn, the old uh, you know the, the the Coliseum out on the on the state fairgrounds. They've looked at that. Um, they've talked about putting portable ice in uh, in Chase Stadium, Stace Park, uh, where the Diamondbacks play, and yeah. play under the roof with semi outside there. Um, and it's it's almost possible in in that climate in the winter time. So I, I don't think there's really a, an answer. I mean, I mean, 
the answer somehow, some way, should be well. You know, the city of Glendale and the and the team are going to come to some sane negotiated uh, settlement. But I just don't see the case. I, I think they really want to be in Tempe with their own building and their own little downtown area. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's too early to figure out whether that can happen or not. John Shannon chatting with us. Uh, before we let you go, uh, is our buddy Tip in in any danger? He doesn't have a really good goalie right now, and now he's fighting with one of the goalies. Uh, he's what, not fighting with well, one the, of the okay, goalies. Okay, the goalie's fighting I mean, with, with This is, you know, this is the Thursday night soap opera stuff. Come on. Uh, you know, he, what he was is, he, I mean, Miko Koskinen at Madison Square Garden made two mistakes that you wouldn't have made in your beer league games last week. Did I have, the beer, have. Did I have the beer before I made the mistake or after the mistake? Because that's well, knowing you, you had it both before and after, <laughs> but 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 you wouldn't have made those mistakes, and yeah. and Miko made those mistakes, and that's what Tippett was talking about. I mean, for the second and third periods, Kosman was pretty darn good, and and it would have been six or seven to one rather than two to one at one point uh, with the Rangers. So I, I don't I don't think he's fighting. I think that that's what happens when it gets lost in translation between a Finnish newspaper and and North America, and I also think that. Uh, People in in this day and age watch and listen to twelve second clip and think that uh, uh, that uh, that's the story as opposed to trying to figure out the proper context. So when, I don't he, think he's fighting, but do I think he's in trouble? Not today, uh, but this can't continue. They're two nine and two, Darren. They're two nine and two. Something has to give at some point, and whether that's a victory or whether that's uh, a, a goaltender being traded for or the unfortunate thing of somebody losing their job, uh, I, I think it's a little too soon to figure it out. You know, last I checked, the Oilers are still in the playoff spot. Yeah. You know, wild so, card though. It's tight. It's close. I just, I'm not sure you can hold him responsible, Dave, for for, for what's gone on there because of the goaltending. Um. Yeah. I. I, I and and the, you know, if you look at Kenny Holland's track record. Uh, how many times has Kenny Holland fired a coach, particularly during a season? Ooh, that's a rhetorical I was gonna say question, once. right? Yeah. I was going to say once. I think once. Who was it? Uh, I may be wrong about that, but I think once was the answer. Yeah, because he had Scotty, and they had Babcock. Well, I think it was the guy after. I think he fired Dave Lewis, right? Right. Yeah, that didn't work out. No. Huh. No, and and he and he gave Dave the job because he did it out of loyalty. Right, Dave was his number one assistant. So, uh, but Dave, you know, the long term managers. I mean, look, hey, look at George. Look at all the years George was a general manager. How many times he he didn't fire coaches? These guys, these guys have much more patience. Kenny Holland has patience. George McPhee has patience. David Poyle, I think he's David's only fired, been a manager almost thirty five years, only fired three coaches. You know, lots of. Uh, Lots of patience when you're a long-term good manager. Uh, what are you going to do tonight? What are you watching? Uh, well, I'm uh, the Flames are on, and I'm talking to a few people in the organization, just wondering why why Markstrom's not playing, and and they just I, I, he's not in the protocol, he's not hurt. Uh, they just played Dan Vildar for the second night in a row, and I don't understand it. So. Ooh. Well, if he's not hurt, then I guarantee you Markstrom doesn't understand it either. Well, unless, uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, you you know, from... it's a question you have to ask, right? Are they are they saying it? Do you want anything you want to break on the VGK Insider Show? I just, I just, I just, no, I just, asked, <laughs> I told you what I know. I, I know that uh, 
that Vladar is playing in Carolina and Markstrom hasn't played for two games, and I don't understand why, and he's not in the protocol and he's not hurt. Uh, for those that are wondering, this is exactly the way you and I converse when we're off air. Like, this is no different. Yeah. I ask well, you the, actually, the only thing different is, is that Lawless tries to interrupt. Yes. He's always trying to get involved in our friendship. <laughs> He's yeah. piggybacking well, on our friendship. Well, no, that's okay. Gary's a good man. He is. Uh, I uh, saw George McPhee today, and I forgot to ask him about the gold sweatshirt, so that'll be on my, my to-do list. Chapman, is there don't, anything hey, listen, else that you want to ask? If you go and ask him for one, don't. he'll probably phone me and say I have to give it back, so don't ruin it. <laughs> Uh, Chapman, don't ruin it. Is there anything you would like to ask John? No, because I don't think we have the time, but I'm completely fascinated by this idea of the Arizona Coyotes playing in the middle of, what is it, Chase Field? Yeah, you, your ears yeah. perked up there. Yeah, I'm like, that. W- first of all, they'd still have 3,000 people there, which would be even worse because that place is cavernous. But uh, they have this really cool restaurant in left field where, where you kind of look over the field. That would be kind of fun to watch a game from, from that, that area. But uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, Chris, but when Tampa – Tampa's second arena for how many years, Darren? Maybe three or four. Yeah, was was Thunderdome, uh, St. Pete Ties Forum, yeah, or whatever it was called. No, no, what is what is it called now? Minute Maid Park? No, what is yeah, it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Minute Maid Park uh, where the was, uh, the race play. Hmm, I thought that was Houston. Yeah, where the race play? They played no, out of there for they, they play and they called it the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. <laughs> I remember yeah, the Thunderdome. I, yeah, <laughs> they call it that. But uh, that's after they got off the fairgrounds to coliseum there too. I, I listen. I, uh, it's it's one of those ones where this is all leverage. People are all negotiating publicly. Uh, you know, the Coyotes and the city do not get along. That's that's a fact. Uh, obviously, with all the money that they had to pay in back rent that they hadn't paid for six or eight months. Um, but I think in common sense, at some point, it should prevail. Probably with a phone call from the commissioner at some point that says, "Okay, let's get you back at Gila River for another year or two. And what does John always say? Be patient. It'll all work out. Just be patient. Just well, that's patient. what good managers have, yeah. is patience. That's what it's, John, in, in all my conversations over the last two and a half decades, I go to John with my problems, and uh, he's, he's my Yoda, and he'd say, just be patient. And at times I'm like, I don't want to be patient. No, I know, I know, and then, you, and then, you know, it's okay. Uh, then we talk you off the ledge. It's yeah, fine. It's all good. Uh, go enjoy, and uh, let me know uh, what you get from uh, the Vladar front uh, with the Calgary Flames. I've already given you the story that I'm going to get. I know. You, you, you've got more to give. Slide it to me on a little like DM on the side. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that, uh, I, I, I liked your T-shirts last night. That was good. The, the Pride Night T-shirts? They were amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe George will be one of those too. Did you see the warm up jerseys that they auctioned off? Yeah, they looked they looked cool. Beautiful. That's uh, through Brady Hackmeister. Those, and, you and mean Zach. the warm up sweaters? Yeah, warm up sweaters. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I always say sweaters, and then I get corrected. And no, but here's say. just here's and I got taught this by an old time uh, junior hockey trainer, equipment manager. Okay. Players sweat in sweaters. Oh. And I've never forgotten. Okay. Easy to remember when you think when a, a hockey player goes on the ice, he sweats in a sweater. Brady and Zach from our design team, uh, they came up with those sweaters. So stick to Well, I'll tell you what, Brady and Zach, give him a raise, George. <laughs> I'll pass that along. Or, well, he's, he's listening right now, coming down the... How uh, about a gift certificate to that place you uh, used to do the uh, show? Uh, Mackenzie River. Mackenzie River, Pizza Pub and Grill. 
There you go. And I was Give over at the I was over at the Dollar Loan Center today, where the uh, Henderson Silver Knights and the Vegas Nighthawks are going to play. That facility in Henderson, boy, you you got to come down for a game there. Like it is spectacular. Six thousand people, and they got everything, all the bells and whistles. Maybe that's where Arizona should play. <laughs> <laughs> now you're now you're on to something. Uh, there you go. Have a good one. Thank you for uh, making uh, me happy on a fun Friday. Uh, you know what? I just wish everybody in Southern Nevada just have a great weekend and let's go Raiders. <laughs> yes, big game coming up. I'm a up. Raiders fan. I've been a Raiders fan since Daryl LaMonica. Come on. I saw they they've got the John Madden original bus uh, out in front of the stadium for tours. Uh, this weekend. Oh, good. How, how cool is that? Let's go Raiders. Let's go Raiders. Uh, thanks, John. Thanks, John. Okay. There he is, uh, John Shannon, former executive producer, Hockey Night Canada, twice. The only person that's ever held the job twice. And now he's an announcer, and now he is also the co-host of the Bob and Cowan podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, when we continue, it is going to be the play of the day, and then we'll get into some sound from Marc-Andre Fleury ahead of tomorrow's homecoming at T-Mobile Arena. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Chapman and I just reminiscing during the commercial break about the Arizona Coyotes saga. And then we got into a couple of teams that are rolling into Vegas next couple of weeks. Toronto Maple Leafs, Pittsburgh Penguins. Sid didn't play last time they were here. No, and funny story about that. I actually was in the the hallway in between the press box and Hyde Lounge. And uh, is this a story about you and Sid? Well, no. Something I overheard Sid saying to one of the Penguin broadcasters. So Sid was in the in, in the press box. Should and, you be telling everybody? No, this no, story? it's fine. It's okay. it's fine. It's nothing bad. And Sid says to the to the to the broadcaster, goes. I cannot believe how loud oh, this yeah. arena is. And the broadcaster was like, yeah, every time we come here, you know, and Sid's like, my water on my, my, uh, you know, seat in front of me is shaking. But he every- does play. He, he has played here. Yeah, but I think it's a very different perspective when you're sitting and watching as opposed to being on the ice. Because, I mean, there's times where it gets loud and my popcorn shakes. So Sid telling the broadcaster, yeah, my water is shaking every time something big happens. So... Mm, T-Mobile Arena gets the uh, seal of approval from I wonder from what the rink was doing last night when Matthias Janmark decided to do this. Played across the Vegas line. Hutton for the Knights. Plays it quickly ahead for Janmark. Through the right circle. He shoots. He scores! Janmark snapshot from the right circle. Snuck it inside the right post. Vegas takes a 3-1 lead. 6.52 to go in the second. Yanmark's seventh goal of the year. Two goals in his first 17, now is five in his last five, and he is rolling. That that goal summed up a perfect execution. Zone exit, speed, little pass from Kolasar, and then incredible skill from T.S. Yanmark, who went through the triangle, the stick and the legs of the defender, that's what Darren Elliott calls it, the triangle, and then snaps it uh, short side on Alexander Yorgiev. A beautiful play for the VGK Insider Show play of the day. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two, which will include some uh, comments from Marc-Andre Fleury ahead of his return to T-Mobile Arena tomorrow night. This is Fox Sports Las Vegas.